Hi, this, this is Steve. Last Days Podcast, Episode 3. Romans chapter 3, verse 23 says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That means you and that means me. We've all sinned and we've all fallen short of God's glory. Last time we talked about what does it mean to be a Christian? What is the definition of a Christian? I hope you listen to that. That definition I learned from others. Everything I tell you, I probably learned from others and fellowshiped on uh, uh, over the years. But um, boy, it's helped me to know what does it mean to be a Christian? And then that being said, I mean, it, it's, it's simply knowing that God has a goal and that is to get Jesus, his son, who died on the cross, who rose from the grave, who conquered sin and death to ultimately come and make his home inside of us. And I want to talk about that. I want to talk about how that happens more specifically. But do you know that Jesus is living in you today? If not, then I would question my Christianity. And it's important to know that you're a Christian because last days are always upon us. But I believe that last and final day is approaching quickly. So do you know that Jesus lives in you? I would like to talk about how this life gets in us, how God has created a special landing pad inside of us. But I'll do that next time. That's coming. A verse came to me, this verse, Romans 3.23, and another verse, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. In, in, in becoming a Christian, we have to meet God's standard. No human being has ever met the standard of God. Matter of fact, I'm going to share a statement with you that has helped me. The Christian life is not a life that you live. It is being supplied by a life that has already been lived out. Let me say that again. The Christian life is not a life that you live. It's a life that's supplied to you daily, 24-7, by someone who has lived the Christian life perfectly. You can't live the Christian life. The reason why is you're a sinner. No man of the first Adam, which is all of us, no man or woman has ever, ever met God's standard. We've all fallen short. Matter of fact, all of us have that word fallen short means to miss the mark. We've missed the mark of God's standard. And what is God's standard? His glory. His glory. Well, what does the word glory mean? Glory means, I mean, if you see it in the Bible, you see glorious or the glory of God. It's, if you were to see God, it would be his, the word doxa, the Greek word is, is defined as the shining or the appearance of, of God. I mean, if you see him, matter of fact, human beings would have to put their, turn away and bow down and hide their eyes because God's glory is just unwitnessable, so to speak. It, 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 it blinds us. But God put his glory on the earth through one unique person, and that person is Jesus Christ. Let me give you a, a simple definition of glory to help you and then explain it with Jesus Christ and then utilize some everyday examples to explain this to you. 
The word doxa, glory, uh, a, a refined definition to me is the epitome of anything, the epitome of something, specific even. For instance, I love basketball. I liked to play basketball when I was growing up. I slept with my basketball. I played basketball hours upon end when I was a kid. I washed my basketball in the bathtub every night. To my mom's dismay, I kept that thing clean back in Indiana. Uh, Hoosier land where basketball reigned. Um, but my, 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 my basketball was not as good as this man's. And that was Michael Jordan. Of course not. <laughs> Michael Jordan to me, is the epitome of basketball. You say basketball, what's the most glorious basketball player? I think Michael Jordan. Now, a lot of people would agree with that. and uh, But some wouldn't. They'd have a different opinion. So this is kind of subjective when we think of things on the earth. You could apply this definition to anything, to things, not just people and professions. You could apply it to... Um, I had a doctor who, of course, doctors sign a lot of things. And I remember him talking about his pen. Of course, I always used big pens, anything that's losable. So it was replaceable. He always had his Mont Blanc, M-O-N-T-B-L-A-N-C, I believe, Mont Blanc pens. Because those pens were the epitome of pen. I mean, you could spend thousands of dollars on a pen. Um, at least hundreds of dollars on a Mont Blanc, depending on the variety. But he always had his Mont Blanc pen of pens. That was the glory of a writing instrument. Now, we're not talking about things. We're not talking about people or sports or professions or artists and their glory. But we're talking about God's glory. God's glory is perfect. God's glory is without sin. God's glory is absolutely spotless and shining. And it is, if we see it, it is the epitome of God. You know what his glory is? His glory is a person. And that person is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the epitome of a man who, who, exhibited God on the earth because he was God's man and he was God's son. But if you were to find a man on the earth, past, present, future, there's only one man that perfectly glorified God and did not fall short of God's mark of glory, and that is Jesus Christ. The rest of us are sinners and we fall short of God's glory. And there's no way we could please God. Matter of fact, God said on several occasions, like at the baptism, in a sense, his glory shone upon Jesus at that baptism. A dove descended and the voice from heaven said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And an even better example of his glory and his pleasure on Jesus was when he was there on that Mount of Transfiguration where he was there as a man with his disciples and all of a sudden the clouds opened and God spoke and the shining of God was upon Jesus Christ. They had to turn their eyes away. It was marvelous. And the voice of God said, this is my beloved son, beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Hear him. Listen to him. No one else can meet that standard of glory and no one else ever will. Only Jesus
and through his work on the earth, through his death, through his burial, through his resurrection, he has become the glorified man of God. And, and, and the Lord calls him, uh, I mean, God calls him, and Paul wrote this, the second Adam. He's the second Adam because he's not like the first Adam who misses the mark of God's glory. So Jesus is able to be in the presence of the Father in heaven. He's able to be with him. Now, one day it says that Jesus Christ will return in his glory. And I tell you, only those who have that glory can be with Christ and with the Father. So we have a dilemma. We fall short of the glory of God. How do we get this glory in us? All right, another one of my favorite verses in the Bible, Colossians 1.27. It says, Christ in you, the hope of glory. If you have any hope of matching the glory of God and being in God's presence, you need to have one thing, Christ in you. Christ in you is the hope of glory. So I ask you today, do you have Christ in you? Christ in you is the only hope of glory. And if you do not have his glory in you, you cannot stand before God. You are not ready to meet God in these last days. You know, Jesus, when he prayed before he died, he says, Father, Father, the glory that you've put upon me is the glory that I will give those that follow me. The glory that God gave the Son as a, the Son of Man is the glory that we receive when we receive the Son. Now, I said earlier, the Christian life is not a life that you seek to live. You grind it out day by day. No, you'll fail. The Christian life is a supplied life. And it is the life that is given to you through Jesus Christ and Christ alone. It is the Christ who is the glory of God. One day he will appear in the clouds, in the, his glory. And when he appears, when he appears, will there be a match on your part? Will there be a complimentary glory of God living in you? I trust that there will be. So to summarize, we are all sinners. We've fallen short of his glory. No person on earth can stand before God unless they have his glory in them. The only man, human being, who's ever been on earth that has had the glory of God on the earth fully is Jesus Christ. So the only way that we can obtain this glory is to get Jesus Christ inside of us. Do you know that Jesus Christ lives in you? If you know that he lives in you, if he lives in your spirit, that's his landing spot. We'll talk about that next time. He wants to come live in you and supply his life. I tell you every single day, I wake up with the glory of God in my bosom. I go about my day with his glory in my bosom. I go to sleep at night with the glory of God in my bosom. And that is the person of Jesus Christ through his spirit. He dwells in me. How does he get in there? How does this Christ get inside you? Uh, hang with me. Come back again. Listen to the next podcast. We're going to get to that over the next two about how this life of God 
the glory of God gets inside of us. Don't be afraid. Don't be fearful in these days. There's things that are making people afraid. I encourage you, the thing that is helping me not be afraid is this glorious Christ who is the Christ of peace who lives in me. He's my peace. He is my my freedom from anxiety. So I trust that you will turn to him if you don't know him. Um, just call on his name. Keep calling on his name. Open up his word. If you do know him, I pray that this is helping you understand just what the Lord has deposited inside of you upon your salvation. We are um, certainly facing days that are challenging our, um, our, our, our financial status, our social status, everything about our American way of life. But let me encourage you just in these last days to turn to Jesus in all things that you might be ready when he appears in his, in his glory on that final day, which could be tomorrow. In Jesus' name, amen.